Go beyond the superficial. Go beyond the noise. And Hype delivers business knowledge gained from developing and manufacturing hundreds of products. Working with high growth entrepreneurs from all over the world. Focus skills and passion into innovative ideas. Take control. Become the engineer of your own life. Transform product ideas into business realities. This is End Hype. I'm going to teach your brand to fail. Transform product ideas into business reality. My name is Callie Keen, and this is End Hype. All right, story time. So we're going to talk about why brands fail, and I'm going to give you five of my top of mind reasons why brands fail. But before we get into these little pieces, I want to give you a little a little metaphor, a little story, right? When we're building a brand, we can be Jordan or we can be Jordash, right? We can be remembered forever or we can be a fad, flash in the pan, a thing that we all know but we don't all love, trust, engage in. And so when you're building this and when you listen to these five tips and when you think about brand, understand that brand, by my definition, is the story other people tell other people about your company. It's not your logo. It's not the cool t-shirt that you put out. It's not what you say you do or what you think you do or the way that you want people to perceive you. It's the way that other people perceive you. And it's more importantly, it's the story that they tell other people about your company. So all this stuff that we're going to talk about today and all that fun branding and graphic design and marketing elements or that whole ecosystem of work is to facilitate that story being told, one, to make sure that it is told, and two, to make sure it's the story that you want to be told, right? So are you forgettable, are you a fad, or are you forever, right? Are we Jordan or Jordash? Keep that in mind, okay? So that aside, let's hop into it. A little bit of housekeeping, right? Let's recognize the fee, right? We're not charging money. I'm not selling you supplements. I'm not running ads on here for other products. All I ask is that if you like this, if you get value out of it, Give me a review. Go onto Apple iTunes. Go onto Spotify. Give me a review. If that's too tough, share it on your Facebook, right? Share it on your LinkedIn. I put these out. We push them everywhere, but share it with a friend. Let's get some more listeners in here and let's grow. That gives better visibility. It allows me to bring on those killer guests like we've had this week and have great conversations so I can put out more and better content. Anyways, it's enough about me. It's enough of that. Let's get into let's get into branding, right? This is kind of an amorphous topic and I love this because this is where business gets into philosophy, right? And there's a lot of there's a lot of like semantic play, like wordplay about what this means and what this means. Or like, what, what is branding? What is marketing? 
right? What is sales? And we understand that these are all activities that help us get customers to do business with us. And it's all elements of our business, right? It informs business decisions. Let's just set semantic games, wordplay games aside and get down to something that's actually valuable, right? So you can join me on Clubhouse and we can argue the difference between branding and marketing and have a great time. But for this one-way conversation, let's just stick to these five things, right? So the first of our anti-tips, our fail tips, is inauthenticity, right? So I kind of I hate using this term because it's so overused. And I actually say authenticity is inauthenticity, right? Because people search for authenticity as if it's some kind of grail. And it's like the ungrail. It's like the zen of, of being, of being a business. It either is or it isn't. But it's so overused that I think that it's gross. And it's absolutely true, right? If we try to be something that we're not, people can perceive that. They can perceive that you're, you're trying too hard or you're acting weird or there's some kind of incongruent behavior. And I want people, I want you to be able to listen to this podcast and then when you go to an event and I'm speaking to say, hey, that's that same guy from the podcast. And then after I'm done speaking, we go, you know, we grab a beer, we grab a bite and you're like, hey, this is the same guy that was just on stage. It's it's authentic because it's the same. It, there's congruence. And our brands are the same way. Whether it's a personal brand or a business brand, we have to, we actually have to be in, an, in alignment with what we are because we as a people, as a globe, right, as a market, are so marketed to that we can feel, uh, we can feel in authenticity so easily. And maybe this doesn't matter if you're selling paper towels, but if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a startup, small business owner, you're thinking about starting a business, one of the biggest advantages to your small company is that you have the ability to sell your story, right? You have the ability to tell it for people to get involved in it, and your personal brand can become intertwined, at least initially, with that business, right? And people actually care about the story because you're not some broad, vanilla, utilitarian thing, right? But you can see this even with big consumer products now is that more and more they become niche and they try to sell a story and a perception and all that good stuff. So I don't know. I think it's super weird when it comes down to things like paper towels, but once you see it, you'll see it everywhere, right? You'll see that a lot of people try, even giant companies like Unilever is trying to be authentic inside of their brands, which seems super weird and cringe to me, but hey, that, that's fine. The next piece, and this goes back to that, that Jordash and Jordan thing, is staying still. It doesn't really tell our story. So if it's your personal brand, you're going to evolve, right? Your brand is your story of evolution, who you were, who you are, and who you want to be, and who you, you know, who you will be. So that story of transformation is what you're speaking to, what you're selling, and what your products help other people achieve, right? 
where they came from is where you used to be, where they're going is hopefully where you are and you're selling the aspiration of your journey of where you're going, right? Or where you will be. I think that makes sense. But in the same token, our customers grow, right? They get older, they have a different uh, place they are in life or the market changes, right? So maybe you're still going after the same kind of person, but they've just gotten older, right? Or you're going after the same kind of person and people are aging out of your brand, but there's a new group of people and they might believe something different. They might value something different or, you know, so life changes and you have to see again, back to that pesky authenticity thing. How is your brand going to change? Is your brand going to stay with that group of people and what they believe and what they value? Are you going to hone it as you evolve or are you going to hone it as the market changes and evolves, right? And it's just it's just not an autopilot thing, right? It's not a static piece where we can tell the same story the same way forever. And think about the most long-lasting brands that you know and think of how that they've changed, like Levi's jeans, right? You think about Jordan, right? Think about how it, it ebbs and flows and new versions come out, new additions, new colorways, new collaborations, new everything to stay current, but it sticks to that core element. Core stays the same, and then there's some kind of evolution there. So that's a complex idea, but if we stay still, unless our brand's built around never changing, which if you can pull that off, fantastic. Unless your brand is around that, this is the exact thing. This Japanese tea ceremony is never going to change. In a thousand years, it'll be the same. Unless that's what you're trying to go for, understand that your customers change, the market changes, the way people feel about things change, and you will change. So as you change, it's nice to look at what you're trying to achieve and make sure that it's still relevant and it's still relevant to you, right? Because if you're trying to sell that story and if it's irrelevant to you, it's going to come across as irrelevant to your customers. So my third one, and this is fun, chaos, right? Absolute brand chaos. As I engage more people online and I don't know, I've probably talked to a thousand people in the last few weeks People are doing everything. They're like, well, I'm an investor, but I'm starting a fashion brand. But I also like real estate. And I like, you know, I want to start this luxury lifestyle brand. But, you know, I'm really into just representing rappers right now. And I'm like, you just said a lot of things, right? And I don't think there's any brand on earth that adequately encompasses all those. I mean, if, if you think you're Diddy... That's great, right? But understand this, is that there is this pervasive lie that's being told to entrepreneurs that most millionaires have seven sources of income, right? This is like saying 72% of all facts are made up on the spot, right? Most millionaires, uh, real estate aside, because once you take out those real estate quasi-millionaires, right, primary residence millionaires, 
understand that most successful people have become successful because they found one thing. And they did that one thing until some logical limit, right? They couldn't grow it anymore. They didn't like to do it anymore. They sold it. Like the government told them, hey, buddy, stop it, right? They took that to that millionaire status. And then they diversified their sources of income through investment where the money replaced the time. But if you're just starting out like that person and you have, you have no skills, you have no money, uh, you have little, like limited experience and resources, you need to take everything that you've got and focus it like a laser beam in creating a very coherent story brand, offer, product, you need to convey that to people that have your audience and you need to use that to grow and grow revenue as fast as possible. But you can't do that if you're pulled in a million directions. It makes perfect sense, but you look at those, all those different pieces that these people are trying to do and yeah, they're vertically integrated or they make sense in an ecosystem, but you're getting like 5% of 50 things and just half-assing a bunch of stuff. Also, understand that most people are super busy. So when they come across your brand, your website, your Shopify page, your you know, your phone site, your click funnel, whatever the hell that you have, they come across that. If you can't instantly figure out what it is, if there isn't one offer, one call to action, one clear thing, I do this people will be confused. They won't know what to do. They won't know how to interact with you. They won't know what the next step is. They won't know how to do business and they'll just go, right? You won't be memorable, right? So remember that your brand is what other people tell other people about your business. My buddy Alex, he says that marketing is a game of memorization. Well, people have really poor memories, they're, they're basically worse than goldfish because you're flipping through Instagram, you're listening to Clubhouse at the same time, you know, you're watching Netflix on silent trying to read the subtitles, right? You got to cut through all of that. You got to cut through all of that and have a laser to- targeted brand that that person says, oh shit, that's exactly what I need. That's what I've been looking for. Boom. And it, it eliminates all those distractions. Boom. And they move forward with you. It can't also be a distraction. Your brand can't be distracted. Everyone else is distracted, right? So chaos is going to confuse any level of action, right? So big, big thing. It's also going to confuse you to not move forward, right? There's no way that somebody can do all those things without an amazing team, a lot of experience, good money, great resources, partnerships in the market, all that fun stuff that you get after action, after focus, right, that you get organically because action creates opportunities, right? We don't see opportunities and then peck at each one, but it's like a whole topic in and of itself. The next thing, and this is, this is, a, this is a real downside of one of the strategies that we use, is it's the sellout. It's the cash out. You see people do this. You know what I'm talking about. You know influencers that trade their clout for pennies on the dollar. They sell other people's crap and it makes them look less reputable, right? You know other people that they just, uh, they sell some half-assed course or some program that they're not going to 
hand walk people through. You know somebody that does something where you're like, that's really that's really strange, odd, incoherent, because they just they just need quick cash, right? They need they need to make some money. But this is why we have to start with an actual intent, right? We need to build a business and say, this is the purpose of this business. I need to make this much money because I need my life to look like this. I want to have a team that looks like this. And we reverse engineer whatever that success is for you, right? The impact to your community, the help that you provide customers, the amount that you can provide for your family, like the example that you can be for your kids or for uh, people that you mentor, all those pieces. And we can reverse engineer that success and say, are these actions in alignment with somebody that has a life that looks like this? answers a bunch of the time's going to be hell no. It's definitely not, right? I don't need to be repping that that garbage product that everybody else is repping. I need to be making my own thing that's in alignment with the story of my customers and it's what they need and it makes me the kind of person that I want to be, right? It fits my narrative and it fits my journey, but so many people get a little bit of brand, they get a little bit famous, and then they cash out right away. Once you do that, it's really hard to overcome to get to that next piece because you've already, you've already uh, you spent the will of your audience, of your people. But this is the big disadvantage of having a strong message and really resonating with a group of people, building a tribe, building a fan base, is that people are paying attention to you right? That tribe will defend you against invaders, right? It will come, that tribe will come to your aid, right? People in it will promote you and help you. But if you sell out, if you cash out, you're going to get kicked out. That's the thing. So be thoughtful and have intent in how you sell. Every product that you represent, that you sell, should improve your brand. It should grow your brand, grow your message. It shouldn't be taking away from what you've built. So massive, massive thing right there. And then for our final piece is coasting. We put this in a not cheesy way. What I wrote down was coasting to ghosting, right? But this is really the way I'm thinking about this is it's so hard to get no- known, it's so hard to cut through the noise that people get to a certain level and then they do the same thing. They just do the same thing and their audience goes down, their influence goes down, their brand goes down, their brand suffers, become Jordache jeans, right? And if you coast and you don't keep that fire going. If you're not growing, you're dying. It's another like little cliche piece where cliches exist because there's an element of truth, right? It rings true to you because you know that it's accurate, right? Or you know that there is an element of truth to it. But this is what happens is that we find something that works. We find the one dumb thing that works for us, the way to market it, the way to message it, who wants it, what we can offer, and we do that thing without looking at what's the way to evolve, right? What is the way to take it to the next level? 
what is the way to use this and parlay it into the next opportunity? So similar to tip two, staying still, where we're trying to uh, we're trying to hone and evolve our message. We as businesses and brands need to evolve with the times. I don't want to be the best buggy whip maker in the world. I would have rather broken in and probably failed making an auto and have been purchased and rolled up. The equivalent thing is happening in every business right now. Lots of e-commerce businesses are getting out there, making a big brand, making a splash, being purchased and being rolled up. Lots of startups in the AR and VR space, the clean tech space that's happening too as well. So look, we want, we want to do our actions and get known and keep being known. We want to see where we have settled and make sure that you're not just saying like, okay, this is good enough. This is good enough for me. You want to take where you are and say, well, what's that next piece? What's that next level? Because again, we started with an intent. We started with an end in mind, said this is the kind of person that I want to be. I'm going to take this brand to the farthest extent that I possibly can in service of that goal. And if it's not going the way that we think it's going, you should make some kind of radical change or exit strategy, right? You should figure out how you can keep in line with that goal. That's really what's important to me is that I see person after person build a product, build a business that they hate for a group of people that they don't really like, and then the products suffer, then the messaging suffers, then the branding suffers because not only do they not care, but it's tiresome to pretend like you care. And you don't want to keep getting known because you're not in love with that brand anymore. So all these five things, they total, I could probably list 20 or 100 elements like this. They total up to something that your brand has to resonate with you, right? Because you have to put in the energy. Your team has to put in the energy. You have to lead that team. And if if you're not excited about it, no one else is going to be excited about it. That's kind of the bottom line of this. If you're not doing what you, what works for you, and you're not finding a way to increase your impact and increase the breadth of your message that works for you, if you're not building a product that you like, right, or you don't like the impact of that product, all your brand efforts are temporary because it's just a hack. It's just a way to make money. And that might work to a certain extent, but it will fail. It will fail or you'll have to exit and you'll have to do something else. You don't have to be in love with every single piece. Like, like this is the best thing in the world. Like this is, you know, like I love digging ditches, but you could love the impact that it gives to communities or the fact that you're bringing internet to those communities because of the ditch that you're building or because it gives all your guys jobs, gives your community jobs. It, puts food on the table. You have to find that story that works for other people and works for yourself. But if you hate these things that we talked about today, it's going to build in that resentment and that regret and customers will feel that in your brand, right? So that aside, we could start jumping into the marketing piece aside. I want to just leave it at that. Like we've been talking about branding we've been talking about marketing, uh, 
we've been talking about sales relentlessly online. And I just, I find these conversations really, um, really informative. And in these high level thoughts are some of the most tactical um, concepts that you can get. So you'd think like, I didn't tell you how to run a Facebook ad or the structure of copy that you should use for persuasive like call to actions. But if you get this wrong, you'll get those tactics wrong. If the strategy is wrong, the tactics will always fall flat or they'll fail eventually because you don't have, you don't have the structure. You don't have the life. But that aside, that's a little from me. Quick 20, 25 minutes on why brands fail. Yeah, I appreciate all of you. Again, share this out. Let's get some people on here. But I'll leave you with this. If you have a question that, if answered, would take your business, your life, to the next level, DM me. Message me what that is. We'll write a podcast episode about it. I'll bring on a guest, an expert in the space from my network, We'll have a conversation. We'll, we'll answer that question. That's my big ask for you. Uh, I find it fascinating. That's how we come up with these topics. Is we have these conversations, and then I bring that conversation here. So I uh, appreciate all of you. My name is Callie Keen. This has been End Hype. Thank you for listening to the End Hype Podcast. Follow Callie on social at Callie Keen to stay up to date with a bunch of free content and information. Change your life and change the world in hype.